Welcome to the Dermatology Podcast, the official podcast of the European Academy of Dermatology and Venereology. I'm Christopher Horskamp. And I'm Cecil Umitoir. And we are your hosts. Every month, the JEADV chooses and highlights four articles in a section called Editor's Picks. Today, we will explore the Editor's Picks for November 2021. We will touch on the subjects of safety data for a non-clonal antibody in psoriasis, preventing anaphylactoid symptoms following COVID-19 vaccination, surprising trends in syphilis, and lastly, innovative surgery options for bromhydritis. But first... If you're not an EADB member, have you thought about becoming one? Benefit from access to on-demand webcasts, online courses, 17 medical journals, including EADB's esteemed JEDV, over 20 textbooks, reduced fees for congresses and symposia, and much, much more. Just go to eadv.org under membership for more information. And face-to-face courses are back. Specialists, residents, and now nurses all have the possibility to attend EADV organized courses. We're looking forward to meeting you in some of the most beautiful cities in Europe. To see what's coming up next, go to eadv.org and check under face-to-face education. And now, the editor's picks. Long-term safety data for a monoclonal antibody used in psoriasis. A variety of monoclonal antibodies, such as ixekizumab, work by blocking specific molecules in the interleukin-17 receptor, and thus part of the immune response, and have been shown to be effective in treating psoriasis. Obtaining long-term safety data on these treatments continues to be of utmost importance. Blauvelt from Oregon Medical Research Center in Portland, USA, and co-authors carried out a post-hoc analysis of 16 psoriasis trials, including 6,645 patients, both adults and children. Over a five-year period, the incidence rate of fungal infections was 3.8 per 100 persons per year in the Ixekizumab clinical trial program. The frequency of fungal infections was highest during the first year of ixekizumab treatment and decreased in subsequent years. Most infections were mild or moderate in severity and did not result in treatment discontinuation. Moreover, they were superficial mucocutaneous infections, predominantly candida or tinea. The range of these infections are organized in a table including confidence intervals. Of those who experienced the adverse events of fungal infection, Slightly over half, or 53%, received topical therapy, and 45% did not receive any treatment at all. The authors conclude with a positive view of the benefit-risk profile of ixekizumab when used among patients suffering from moderate to severe psoriasis. Although this is post-hoc data, gathering additional long-term safety data is warranted for this and other monoclonal antibodies. Preventing Anaphylactoid Symptoms Following COVID-19 Vaccination Several reasons can be cited for COVID-19 vaccine hesitancy, and clinicians need to be prepared to address them. At the time of preparing this editor's pick in September 2021, vaccine campaigns are still underway across the globe. However, challenges remain. One of the issues is that in order to proceed with mass COVID-19 vaccinations, it is crucial to minimize the side effects in terms of possible anaphylactoid reactions which could hinder or cause undue fear about completing vaccination. 
Acute allergic reactions to the novel mRNA COVID-19 vaccines have been described, yet to date, no type 1 sensitivity against the mRNA has been proven. In their letter, Smola from Heinrich Heine University, Dusseldorf, Germany, and co-authors described two patients who showed anaphylactoid reactions, angioedema with or without eutocaria, after receiving the first mRNA vaccine and who had no or fewer anaphylactoid symptoms following the second vaccination after being pretreated with two doses of omalizumab. Omalizumab is a monoclonal antibody used in asthma and chronic eutocaria to reduce allergic reactions. Testing of total IgE, or antibodies involved in allergic reactions, IgE specific to aeroallergens, or allergens carried in the air, and tryptase levels, an enzyme involved in allergic reactions, was performed. Results showed no pre-existing type 1 sensitivity or disorders of mast cells, or tissues, that release chemicals including histamine during allergic reactions. These patients showed a normal immunological response after vaccination. The authors point out that even after experiencing anaphylactoid reactions following the initial dose of an mRNA COVID-19 vaccine, it may be appropriate to continue and prophylactically treat patients with omalizumab to ensure safe and effective completion of vaccination. Further studies are warranted. Innovative Surgery Options for Bromhydrosis Bromhydrosis is an abnormal and often distressing body odor arising from the apocrine glands which secrete sweat into hair follicles. Besides treatments like botulinum toxin, injection, and laser, minimally invasive surgery has replaced open surgery. However, even less invasive dermatologic surgery faces major limitations in the surgical treatment of bromhydrosis, as severe complications remain the biggest problem. These complications include subcutaneous hematoma, flap necrosis, or death of tissue used for grafting, and scar formation. Hair follicle unit extraction, or FUE, has become a popular outpatient procedure that removes hair follicle units individually. Lee from Hubei University of Medicine in Xi'an, China, and co-authors described their case series of 20 patients who had a positive response to the FUE technique. Surgery lasted about two hours, and visible holes under the axilla had healed after seven days. Efficacy was ensured by histological examination, showing the integrity of the extracted hair follicles. Unlike other more invasive techniques, the FUE technique only has a few complications, and the authors think that it is worthy of widespread promotion. Surprising Trends in Syphilis Syphilis is an easily treatable, sexually transmitted infection, but cases have been increasing since 2000 in high-income countries. They have usually been found in specific populations, for example, men who have sex with men. However, in a French overseas department on the island Réunion, a different trend has been observed affecting mainly heterosexuals and women, with sadly even cases of congenital syphilis. To estimate the prevalence and characteristics of syphilis in Réunion Island, Del Foss from CHU Réunion Saint-Pierre, France, and co-authors conducted a monocentric cross-sectional study over 39 months using both treponemal and non-treponemal testing, that is, Venereal Disease Research Laboratory, or VDLR test, in 2,593 patients who visited an SDI clinic. 
a total of 195 positive cases were detected, translating to a prevalence of approximately 7.5%, with a 95% confidence interval between 6.5 and 8.7. The prevalence was nearly five times higher in pregnant women with 36.4%. While men and men who have sex with men were also affected by syphilis, the condition was more prevalent in minors and particularly female minors. Unlike the situation in other high-income countries, including in metropolitan France, the individuals most at risk of syphilis in Réunion Island were local-born residents, minors, women, and patients living in precarious situations. These findings did not surprise the authors, who note that this population unfortunately faces socioeconomic challenges, with 40% affected by poverty, and access to sex education is difficult. This trend in prevalence is disconcerting, especially given the risk of resurgence of congenital syphilis on the island. And those were the editor's picks for November 2021. Our first article was an integrated safety analysis of treatment emergent fungal infections in patients with psoriasis treated with ixekitzumab from 16 clinical studies by Blauvelt and co-authors. Our second article was Amalizumab prevents anaphylactoic reactions to mRNA COVID-19 vaccine by Smola and co-authors. Our third article was an innovative application of follicular unit extraction technique in the treatment of bromidrosis by Lee and co-authors. And our fourth article was high prevalence of syphilis in women, minors, and precarious patients a cross-sectional study in a Réunion Island sexually transmitted infection clinic 2017 to 2020 by Delfos and co-authors. Of course, all of the research presented today can be found in the Journal of the European Academy of Dermatology and Venerology. There is a link to the editor's picks in the episode summary. Though you can find free access and open access articles, EADV members benefit greatly by having access to all articles and content. We would like to give a special thank you to all of our listeners. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, or otherwise find us on any major podcast provider. We appreciate you joining us and look forward to presenting more interviews, research, and other topics of merit. Until the next episode, take care of your skin.